Hello and welcome to The Podcast, a podcast about dogs and the people who love them. I am your co-host, Jean. And I'm your co-host, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Jean. It's great to be here with you on the Zoom today. Listen, I am especially excited about today's conversation. Um, We are going to talk about crickets and how healthy crickets are. And we are going to talk about um, a woman-owned business that is changing the way we approach dog treats and dog food. Do you think any of our listeners thought when you said crickets, they were like, I thought this was a dog podcast? (laughs) Right. And then we heard crickets. (laughs) And then we heard crickets. And maybe they think crickets as pets, but no, not crickets as pets, crickets as nutrition. Right. So I found out about Chip and Pet through um, an email that I received from the Bark House, which is a dog bar in our neighborhood. And they are hosting Chip and Pet for a meet and greet. And I was very intrigued by this. So Bark House's marketing and Chip and Pet's marketing caught my eye. And I read about it. I'm like, crickets, healthy, sustainable. I want to learn more. So we are very lucky to have Kathleen, who oversees their marketing and communications, on with us to talk about Chip and Pet and a little bit about the history and why crickets and silver carp, which is another ingredient that they use, are um, not only good for our dogs, but good for our environment. So Kathleen, welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Karen and Jean, for having me. So excited to be here. Um, Yes, so we are Chippin. We're a woman-owned pet nutrition startup. Super excited to be sharing out our planet-friendly dog treats and dog food. Um, Our mission as a company is to reduce the ego paw print. We are providing very healthy, sustainable foods for our pets that don't come at the cost of the planet. We're really excited uh, to be here with you to really get the word out about how nutritious cricket protein is and the other cool products that we have um, that include silver carp and overpopulated fish and also spirulina. It is a super nutritious blue green algae that actually helps to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere um, and produce extra oxygen. So it's playing it's everything we do is playing a small role in helping to, like you said, reduce the eco paw print with these all natural whole ingredients that are really healthy for your pets. So Poppy and I were lucky enough to meet Kathleen at Eastern Market So for listeners who are not in the D.C. area, Eastern Market is a historic farmers and um, craft market. And Kathleen and one of her colleagues, Alyssa, were there um, selling the um, chip and treats. So Poppy got to be a one dog focus group and she loves the treats. She she tried every single one of them. I bought a whole bunch and um, Kathleen was nice to give me a few extras, which I shared with Jean and some of our other dog-loving friends. And Kathleen, even though the ingredients sound kind of weird, um, out of the nine dogs that tried them, and they tried the cricket pumpkin cranberry treat, only one out of nine dogs said, pause down. Eight dogs gobbled up these treats. So again, weird sounding ingredients, but dogs seem to like them. Thank you for sharing that, Karen, because dogs love our treats. So if you look across the globe, it is really common for people to eat cricket protein, right? Uh, In Mexico, people are eating cricket tacos. If you go to California, you can find, you know, cricket foods 
But here in America, right, we're not quite ready for cricket protein. Um, but it is a super nutritious form of protein that if you ask a lot of pet parents, they'll actually say, you know, my dog, I hear this all the time. My dog loved eating the cicadas that came out this past. Poppy time. did. She yep. snatched them out of the air. Yeah, exactly. So they're a high. Only Poppy. Only right? Poppy could pull that off. She's such an athlete. Yes, they didn't stand a chance. Well, is the cicada related to the cricket then, I suppose? It, it's not related, um, but in terms of, you know, dogs and cats eating bugs, it's common, right? Mm. So I'm actually, I would love to share this story about how Chippen kind of got started. Um, yes, please. Yeah, so our founder is Haley Russell, and Haley and her family are lifelong um, plant-based diet, had So Haley and her family have had um, a plant-based diet, you know, their whole lives. And so when looking at kind of the, the industry and searching for alternate proteins, Haley was really interested in the cricket protein um, and how that could be a much more sustainable form of protein. She always kind of looked at her pet's food, you know, they were feeding their dog, the traditional beef or chicken kibbles, but they weren't consuming these products themselves. And she always kind of wondered to herself, you know, why are we continuing to feed our dogs foods that we don't ourselves eat? So Haley actually got started by she started a cricket farm in her backyard in Tacoma Park, Maryland to get the business started. And her golden doodle Wren was constantly going after the crickets in the backyard. And Wren actually had a really sensitive stomach and he did well on the cricket protein. It didn't upset his tummy. You know, your listeners might know too, golden doodles particularly have sensitive stomachs. Um, Haley also has a pit bull. Pit bulls are commonly, they common allergies to chicken and cricket protein is a hypoallergenic form of protein that's high in nutrients. And so when she started this cricket farm in her backyard and Ren kept eating the crickets, she knew instinctively, this is going to work. Dogs love it. They're going after the crickets. And she started baking recipes, um, dog biscuits in her home kitchen uh, back in, you know, 2017, 2018 to really launch the business. And that's how we got our start. How interesting. And I guess so it came from a personal nutritional interest. Yeah, exactly. So really interested in kind of the alt protein world and what can we do to, to reduce the, the eco paw print. And so if you look at, you know, the nutritional value of cricket, it's packed with protein. It's actually a prebiotic. So it helps to support gut health. So that means it's actually feeding the microbiome. And we've done studies with the University of Illinois to show that all of our proteins, including cricket, are more digestible than chicken. So this way your dog can actually absorb more nutrients and get more out of the foods that they're consuming. Um, So when you look at protein content, you know, you could have two items of food that have 50 grams of protein, but how much protein is your body actually absorbing? And so because cricket is a highly digestible form of protein, your dog's actually able to absorb more of that protein. So it's going to be really good for them and supporting that microbiome and their gut health. Well, it's always nice to know that we're doing something. I mean, we, we give treats to our dogs for so many different reasons. And Karen and I, I think, you know, we, we love making our dogs happy, but we also use treats, of course, a lot for training. And, and it's nice to know that, that when we're engaging in, in this, you know, real healthy activity, that's good for the dog, good for us, that we have an option that is super, super healthy for them physically too. 
I'm curious whether, uh, and I don't want you to give away any industry secrets, but will there be cricket kibble? Will there, I mean, is this, I feel like we're talking about a whole new space here. As you, uh, When I listen to you talk about the nutritional benefits, I think I want more than a treat for my dogs. I want, I want a meal. Absolutely. So that is absolutely something that we are working on and really excited to bring that to consumers. There's a demand for it and people are interested. And when you think about climate change um, and the way that we're consuming meats, we really need to rethink um, where we're getting our proteins from. And so, you know, we talked about this a little earlier and wanting to share when you look at the, the meat, cons- meat consumption across the globe, pets are actually the fifth largest consumers of meats. And actually not just pets, but USA Pets specifically. So right now, um, the top five consumers of meat are USA, Russia, China, Brazil, and then USA Pets. So. Wow. It is a huge industry and there are kind of two buckets that our pets are consuming of meat, right? There are these leftover meats, right? That aren't fit for human consumption. That's not great um, from that for them. It's been basically, like I said, deemed not fit for human consumption. It's kind of the leftover bits. And so is that what we want to be feeding to our pets? And then there's a second category of of meats where it is high quality meats. And there's a lot of great quality dog foods out there, but now that's coming at the expense of the planet because we can't sustain this planet at the rate that we're consuming beef in particular. It releases methane into the atmosphere. It takes a ton of land use, a ton of water, and it's simply not something that we can sustain for humans, let alone for our pets. And one thing we like to share about cricket protein and the benefits of utilizing this super nutritious form of protein, that's a complete um, form of protein. It's got all the essential amino acids that your dog needs. Um, it actually only takes one gallon of water to produce a pound of cricket. It takes 2000 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. Well, wait, 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 say that one more time. That was a big one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a gee whiz fact there. Kathleen. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> So it, it takes only one gallon of water to produce a pound of cricket, but it takes 2000 gallons of water to produce a pound of beef. Plus wow. that's coming without the methane emissions and the land use issues that we have with traditional cattle. So it's making a big difference and, and you're getting that high value protein without coming at the cost of the natural resources that are so precious. The tagline on your website, by the way, Kathleen, and I want you to take credit for it if you wrote it, which is save the earth. It's the only planet with dogs. Was that you? I did not write that. Um, That was our, (laughs) that was Haley, our founder. And I love that. And that's exactly the core of our mission. Cause you know, this, you know, save the earth isn't the most appealing phrase to the entire population, to a huge portion of the population. So it's a very appealing phrase and adding that line, it's the only planet with dogs. It's just got to get a smile out of most people. I think that's, that's really endearing. So Kathleen, I'm curious how you go from live cricket to cricket meal. I mean, are these crickets roasted? Like, what's the process in, in getting the cricket protein? Are you drooling a little bit? As you, as you, uh, ask question? <laughs> you, you look hungry. Are they roasted? Are they baked? Are they whole thirty? Not every dog is going to snatch it out of the air, you know, like, like Poppy. Like Poppy. So how how do you process these? Yeah, crickets? this is such a great question, and also just kind of a side note too on the only planet with dogs, right? We're using cricket protein. We have to have a sense of humor, right? We get it. It's you know, it's 
it's weird for some people. It's a new idea. So you've got to have a sense of humor um, with this whole process. So yeah, for the cricket protein, we um, essentially what happens is crickets are, um, they live through their natural life cycle and the temperature is simply lowered in their setting. They fall asleep and then they die naturally. Um, so they just kind of go to sleep and they're basically ground up into a flower. So that's how well, they're raw, like they're not um, roasted or anything. I, you know what? I, I actually don't know. Okay. <laughs> so this is a great, I gotta believe that they've gotta be, I imagine they must be roasted. Right. right? So let's yeah. go with that. Should I, okay. yeah, they'd, be, they'd be all like wet. With yeah. They'd, they'd, be wet. they'd be cricket guts. Cricket roast. Yeah. Like I've stepped on plenty of cicadas. So yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I haven't worked in product development. Let's not. How long do crickets live? I don't know that question either. Okay. Man, all these gosh I don't know the details Haley no yeah we got to get Haley on here Haley is the she's actually um in there's like a special club for people who are like entomologists yeah yeah really into it and she's she's got a ton of knowledge on bugs she I mean she had the cricket farm in her backyard so she is fascinating so they die in their sleep and then somehow become ground up meal so imagine they're roasted right and then yeah i'm gonna go with roasted yeah yeah, ground up into a powder um and it doesn't and this was the it can be when i tell people would your dog like a cricket treat people are nervous they think i'm about to pull out something with legs but it's just you know it's the flower that's ground up and it's a nice baked treat it's not it looks like a regular treat yeah, exactly. And it doesn't smell funny or anything. It looks like a regular dog treat. I was walking with a friend of mine last night. We were walking our dogs together and I was telling her that um, you were going to be on, we were going to record today. And she was totally skeeved out at the idea of a cricket. I'm like, Erin, you're not eating it. You know, <laughs> your, your dog picks up chicken bones off the street. Like there's nothing. And you, and you fish them out of your dog's mouth with your yeah, hand because it has can... to be done. I will confess when I opened the, the bag, I, w- I had a, a moment with myself first where I said, because sometimes you just have to do this when you have pets. You say, be a grown up, you know, because I expected to open the bag and pull out a dead bug. And I was ready to do it because I have animals and they, think they they view the world a little differently than I do and I try to appreciate that but then I opened the bag and I saw this lovely square semi-chewy not like you said Karen not foul smelling treat that looked like anything else that I would buy any other dog treat yeah and what did you think they smell nice don't they I I think they're pleasant yeah it's all good I I don't know I mean I'll probably take a bite eventually Karen because I typically do with my dog's treats I do I usually take a little nibble well Okay, Jean, you can tell me. Okay, I'll let you know. And I will say I have tried all of our treats. They are all human grade proteins, which we're mm-hmm. very proud of. Um, whole and What's your favorite? Um, uh, you know, the uh, ant- the antioxidant treat, it's banana, cricket, and blueberry. It is a little bit graham cracker like. So Kathleen, quickly take us through your cricket based products. And then I want to talk about. Um, the, the silver carp a little bit, because that's equally fascinating how you all have come upon this. Absolutely. So we offer a few different products um, that are cricket based. So we started with our biscuit treats. This is how Chippin got started with these really delicious drool worthy, as we like to say, treats that have all whole ingredients. They're oat based um, with the cricket protein. We have 
a superfood treat and it's packed with pumpkin and peanut butter. We have our antioxidant biscuit, which has banana crickets, blueberries. It's got a little bit of turmeric in there for anti-inflammatory properties. We also have our smokehouse barbecue treat, which is a big dog favorite, nice smoky smell. Um, and especially for people who are a little bit weary of, you know, changing from a beef protein, uh, the smokehouse barbecue is a really nice entry into the cricket protein world. And that one's going to be packed with pumpkin as well, which is great for digestion. And then also we have this awesome cricket topper that we recently launched. It is cricket, sweet potato, pumpkin, and apple cider vinegar. And that is all there is in it. It smells really, really nice. I've been opening these bags up at the table when I'm out at farmer's markets and people are so delighted with how nice they smell. It's something that you can just sprinkle over the top of your dog's food to encourage them to eat. Or you can actually mix it one-to-one with water to create kind of like a gut healthy peanut butter replacement. And so what oh my gosh, really- I'm going to stuff that in a Kong, right? That's what I'm we do. Put, yes. Put I love it. In a Kong I and freeze it. So what's so wait, it's a, it's a probiotic. Uh, cricket is a prebiotic. It's a prebiotic. So this, so this would be a, a healthy alternative to peanut butter. Precisely. So like it's cricket packed, smear. Yep. Packed with protein. It's got the pumpkin, the sweet potato, apple cider vinegar in there. And it's a nice fine powder that smells really yummy. For dogs, you sprinkle about a teaspoon or a half teaspoon, depending on size over their meal. Um, the other thing what I do for my dog, because she doesn't drink enough water, I mix it up with a half cup of water, shake it up, and I create a broth for her. Um, so instead of doing something like a bone broth, this is going to be an eco-friendly, super yummy nutritious, um, topper for your dog's food. So the other thing that I wanted to share is that everything that we have done at Chippin has been designed with veterinarians. Um, and our topper was specifically designed to support their gut health. And it's great because cricket is a hypoallergenic form of protein going to be really great for any dogs who are suffering from, you know, tummy troubles, even like paw licking. Sometimes that's a sign that they're having allergies to their food. The um, number one and two allergies in dogs are actually beef and chicken, which most people are shocked by. I know I was when I learned that. I knew chicken, but I was surprised by beef. I mean, typically you'll move your dog to lamb, right? Lamb is, seems to be allergy neutral, but I didn't realize beef, huh? Yeah, beef is really common. And so this is going to be an option where, you know, every dog is different, but giving them an opportunity to try a different form of protein Um, and I would love to share a little bit more about our, our daily food and what that's made out of. Yes, Um, please. Yeah. So let's dive into the silver carp story. I love our silver carp, um, jerky and our silver carp dog food. That's what my dog Addie eats every single day. She loves it. So we had a huge demand for a daily dog food. People love our cricket products. Dogs go bananas for them. Um, It's such a high value treat, but people really wanted a daily food. Um, And while we're looking to create a cricket based dog food, we wanted to look at what other forms of protein are out there because it is really important for your dog to get a variety of proteins, right? We know that having protein diversity is so important. So in Haley's search for uncovering a really nutritious form of protein that was also eco-friendly, She uncovered the silver carp issue in U.S. waterways. So if you're not familiar with silver carp, it is a highly nutritious fish that is overpopulated um, in the Mississippi River. And so right now it's making its way up to the Great Lakes and it's totally destroying the ecosystem. 
We are fishing out of Kentucky Lake where silver carp is 90% of the biomass. It's totally taken over and it needs to be fished for. And again, in other countries, it's really common to eat silver carp. It's a great form of protein and nutrition. Um, It's just not something that Americans are um, familiar with. So we're really excited to be partnering with a small woman-owned fishery. Um, Yep. And she is working with us to help fish out this silver carp out of Kentucky Lake so that we can restore biodiversity and help to protect the Great Lakes while feeding dogs a super nutritious form of protein. This is such a win-win. And, you know, we all know that uh, something that we love about our dogs is the fact that they don't judge, right? This is something that's really great about dogs. And this it's really coming to bear here. They do not judge as we snotty humans. I'm sure silver carp is delicious. And I'm sure we would all enjoy it if it were served to us. And we were told that it was sea bass or salmon or whatever it resembles. Um, but dogs don't judge. They just, they just want good food and they want a lot of food all the time. And so this is such a win-win. Thank you dogs for not judging and for eating up this high quality protein that is uh, apparently probably, it's probably eating too much of the plants and that type, right? Well, pushes out the other species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So silver carp's a top feeding vegetarian fish. So it's eating up all the plant life. Um, Mm -hmm. that the other fish and other species would, would eat. So we really need to, to be fishing for it. And states like Illinois, Michigan are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to deal with this problem. They're going as far as proposing to electrocute waterways. They're building multi-million dollar dams to keep this fish out of the waterways, Um, making really um, huge attempts to deal with this issue, but not getting at the root of the problem, which is let's just fish for it and use it. And you can actually, find silver carp on the menu in places like Kentucky, where, you know, five-star chefs are cooking this really delicious fish up to help um, people understand that it's a great form of nutrition. Uh, We just got to get used to it because it's new to us. So the goal is to overfish it and, and eliminate it. Yeah. I would imagine there's a risk of uh, if, if, yeah, without, without a place for all this good protein to go, for example, into our dogs, it's probably going to end up wasted too. Right. I mean, if they're, if they're trying to take uh, mass quantities out at once, I bet there's a risk that it just, it all goes to waste. So I know that Savannah and Daisy would like to prevent that from happening. Can you imagine if they knew that stinky fish was going to waste? I mean, Karen, what a tragedy. Devastating. Somebody alert the cats. I mean, if they can't, if they can't eat it, they certainly want it to get a little bit rotten and roll in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Poppy used her silver carp training treats today in her, um, in her class. How did it go? She loves it. And so we went to Holistic Hound Academy today, which is local to us here in Alexandria. And I gave the big pitch for them to start carrying it at Holistic Hound. So that'll be that'll be a follow-up call for you to make, Kathleen. Would you consider that a high-value treat for something like agility? Yeah, that's how we're using it. Yeah, great. Yeah. So Kathleen, that the, the silver carp is used in, uh, in, in your jerky which we're using for training treats. And then also you've got dog food. So tell us a little bit about the kibble. It's kibble, right? 
Yes, exactly. So we have a baked kibble. Number one ingredient is the silver carp. It's packed with pumpkin, flaxseed, spinach, really limited ingredients, and then all of the vitamins and minerals that your dog needs. So my dog, Addie, has been um, loving our silver carp daily food. She's been eating it um, since we launched the product. And actually, she was part of the very initial trial when she very first started um, the daily food. And it's been fantastic. She loves it. Um, and we have so many dogs who have really benefited from this hypoallergenic form of protein um, because we get a lot of feedback from pet parents that are really struggling. You know, they can't find a food, even foods where maybe the number one ingredient isn't chicken or beef. It's still an ingredient in dog food. And so pet parents have really struggled to find a daily food that is hypoallergenic. Um, that's going to be all natural whole ingredients for their pets. This is a great option for any dog, but particularly dogs who have sensitive stomachs. And then you mentioned one other, uh, the algae. Talk about the, what is, what, what's the algae again? Yeah, it's spirulina. Spirulina. I've seen spirulina in other things, in human things, like in smoothies. Mm. Exactly. So spirulina yeah. is one of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. It's really popular, like you said, Karen, to put in smoothies. The girls and I, sometimes we do spirulina lattes. So we'll do um, a shot of spirulina with a little bit of oat milk in the morning. Uh, we're a startup hustling. So we've got to make sure that our immune systems are running. Um, and as I've mentioned, all of our proteins are human grade. And so it's the same spirulina that we consume that we're putting into our dog's food. Um, and it is a probiotic. So while cricket is a prebiotic, that means it's nourishing the microbiome. A probiotic is going to add new healthy bacteria to your gut. So it's an ancient food that is going to be a super nutrient dense with vitamins and minerals that is going to help to support, um, you know, your dog's immune system really great for their bone and joint health. And so our huh. spirulina dailies are a really nice biscuit. They're a, they're beautiful color and they smell really nice. And they're actually our vegan treat option. So some folks, you know, if you know, they're vegan, they want to add a little bit of vegan um, into their dog's lifestyle. Uh, and this is going to be a treat option that's packed with kale, carrots, and flaxseed. So super nutritious, really yummy. The dogs love it. Um, Karen, did you have a chance to try out any of our spirulina treats yet? Not yet. I mean, I, I bought so many treats from you on Sunday that um, we're, we're just working through the, the silver carp jerky right now. Excellent. Well, look forward to your feedback on that. We've actually gotten a lot of feedback from pet parents that the spirulina treats actually, when they're, they introduce our spirulina treats into their dog's diet, they actually stop eating grass. So if your dog is prone mm, to yeah. eating grass, Mm -hmm. It might mean they're missing some key nutrients in their diet. So we have gotten that feedback that once this has been introduced to dog's diet, it has reduced the amount of grass or completely eliminated them eating grass. We get our spirulina from California. Uh, it's a small um, spirulina farm out in the desert, and it is grown in a closed nutrient dense cycle. And spirulina is really good at converting CO2 into oxygen. So really helping in its own small way to, um, you know, combat our climate change issue. So wait, it's, it's an algae, but it's grown in the, what is it, hydroponic? Exactly. Huh. Wow, that's fascinating. Yep. I knew there was that a spirulina farm. I know, I found that very surprising too, Karen, that, that something like that was grown in the desert. This is so interesting. Yeah. This is very modern. It's very um 
it's it kind of reminds me of um, Battlestar Galactica and like how they were making their food in a futuristic in a in a sci-fi film. That's that's what I think you know sci-fi writers have predicted for a long time that we all end up eating a lot of algae right as part of our diet. Um, we you, you address this might be. I mean, I think a lot of listeners will wonder. Okay, this sounds like an amazing product. It sounds so healthy. It's all this win-win. It's too good to be true. Do you want to talk about price point a little bit, Kathleen? What's what? How is this comparing to what other what else is available on the market? From I know there's just a huge, huge spectrum of dog food and treat options out there for all of us, and it can be very tough to na- navigate. Do you want to talk a little bit about your price point and where you are? in that huge spectrum of choices for pet owners. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking, Jean. So our biscuit treats, which are going to be our smokehouse barbecue, our antioxidant, our spirulina dailies, those ones come in a two pack on our website for $19.99. So $10 a bag, pretty much on par with traditional treats, where you're getting the really high quality nutrients uh, that your dog's going to need for a long, healthy life. In addition to our biscuit treats, you can find our jerky treats, We've got the cricket jerky and the silver carp jerky. You can get a two pack on our website for $21.99. So again, for a high quality, high value tree, I would say pretty much, um, you know, on par with, with other similar types of treats, plus supporting a local woman owned business. I'm going to jump in on those, on those silver carp training treats. They come in like a little, I would say a half an inch square, maybe. And you break it off, right? So you don't give the dog the entire treat. They're they're soft and um, and flexible. So you know you just break off a little piece for training, just exactly. like you would like a hot. You know when we use hot dogs and stuff, you break off a little piece of hot dog or the little piece of cheese. You don't give the dog the whole hot dog; it's just a tiny piece. So it goes a long way. Exactly. These are five ounce bags that are going to last you quite a while. So they're soft, easily breakable. We are using them as training treats. That's why they were developed to be really soft, nice, and easily breakable for pups. So great for small dogs, great for senior dogs who might have um, sensitive gums or are missing some teeth. So these are going to be really easy for them to chew. And we are using them, like I said, as high value training treats. We've gotten a lot of feedback from trainers um, who their dogs are absolutely loving them and they're nice um, and delicious and very motivating for the pups. So easy to break up into small bits and it'll last you a long time. And what about your dog food? Yes. So our dog food right now is, um, coming in three and a half pound bags, and that's going to be $32, um, for the three and a half pound bag, a little bit pricey. Um, it's not for everybody totally understand that this is going to be number one ingredient is fish only high quality whole ingredients. And from my perspective, as someone who did a, a ton of research, um, on, on Addie's food and what I was going to feed her for me, it was worth it. And I was able to kind of make that choice for her. I can't help but think that, um, someone who's in a situation with a dog that has a real sensitive stomach, um, is going to save, should think about what they're going to save in veterinary bills. I mean, not to mention poop bags. Yeah. Now <laughs> that we it? have a bag tax. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone who's had a dog that, um, you know, that has a lot of diarrhea. I mean, it's the, what we, what we spend in time, effort and product dealing with, dealing with digestive issues is significant. It is. So Kathleen, where can folks find chipping products? Yes. So you can find chipping, um, uh, at chippenpet.com. 
We are also on Instagram at Chip and Time. Would love for you to follow us there. And we are, if not already, um, at a store near you. We are coming, hopefully, to a shop near you soon. So you can find our products across the U.S. at various pet stores. We're actually in Ace Hardware locations. Really? Yeah. Ace That's kind of fun. I love Ace Hardware. I'm so glad to hear of this partnership. I mean, they're kind of old school. Who knew they'd embrace crickets? Yeah, so Ace is really a community brand, um, which is really awesome. And so they are particularly interested in supporting small local brands. And so we've done really nicely here um, in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area with Ace um, being really supportive of us. We're in a lot of um, small pet stores, you know, in um, Alexandria. We're in the dog store. You can find us there. Um, we are available online at subscription services like Grove um, or on Petco.com. Oh, but that's part- good. Yeah. And particularly would love for people to take a look at our website. Um, we just did some new website updates. So chipandpet.com. Um, Your be- website's great, by the way. I found it so informative and very entertaining. It, yeah, it's whoever did your website did a great job. We've got a great group of people working on our team, um, especially Haley and Brianna um, and Laura, our designer, working on on this and making um you know, tons of great updates and making sure that we're providing the information that people want to see. So thank you so much for sharing. That means a lot to the team. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a wonderful website, really easy to navigate, but also interesting and fun. I mean, it made me laugh. I mean, the graphics are really adorable. Pause up to your team, but aren't you in some grocery stores in California? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. In Hawaii? Yes. Yes. So you can find us actually at Erewhon in California. We're in all Erewhon locations. Really stoked to be there. We also have um, some local brand or we, we also have some local shops in Hawaii who carry us. The Midwest were particularly popular there. Texas, Florida, all over. People are really excited to reduce the eco paw print with Chippin. And you can find us nationally. We ship nationally. And hopefully we're coming to a store near you. It's clearly just the beginning. And what, what an interesting thing for, for us to learn and to share with our listeners the science behind it, the how good it is for our dogs, how good it is for the environment. I think this has been really eye-opening and we look forward to watching the, the arc of success of your business and uh, stay in touch. We'd love to have you back uh, as you develop new products and learn more. We love to learn here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing to really build up community around dogs. The thing that I love the most about dogs is the way that they bring us together. Um, And Jean, you kind of alluded to this earlier about how dogs come without judgment. And so we can really learn a lesson um, from dogs. The other thing that I would love to share before we wrap the episode um, is kind of my story and what brought me to Chippin. So my dog, Chip, uh, he was my very best friend. He was a pit bull that I adopted when he was nine years old. And when they first brought him over, I was a little bit nervous. I wasn't sure a pit bull. I don't know. And she assured me he was going to be a great dog. And so I trusted her. And day two, he was my very best friend. And Chip and I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2017. I didn't know anybody. It was just me and my dog, Chip. And 
We spent a lot of days going to Compass Coffee here in DC, um, American Ice Company. Everyone in the neighborhood knew us. And when he passed in 2018, it was really tough for me. Um, And so I started volunteering at the Humane Rescue Alliance to kind of fill um, this void that I had in my heart um, and really wanted to give back to to dogs, um, and in particular pit bulls, but all dogs, um, and give them all the love that I had to give. And so volunteering at the Humane Rescue Alliance is actually what brought Haley and I together. She and I were working at the Bark Ball at the Humane Rescue Alliance, where she was promoting Chippin. The business was just getting started and instinctively loved what she was doing. I'm an environmentalist and a crazy self-proclaimed dog lady. And that was actually the day she adopted her pit bull Fisher um, (laughs) from the Humane Rescue Alliance. And serendipitously, my dog's name was Chip and the company's name is Chippin. And the rest is history. So Haley and I kept in touch. And as she grew the business, we, um, you know, were able to work together. And I sold her dog treats for her for a while until she was ready to bring me on full time. And I really feel like Chip is a the reason why I I am here and I'm really thankful for him. I actually got him tattooed on my arm. Um, I'll show you. I got him tattooed on my arm. My one and only tattoo um, last year and love that I can carry him with me because he changed my life. And I'm so thankful for dogs and the way they can bring people together. What a great story. And you are just the best ambassador and spokesperson for this wonderful, wonderful company. Kathleen, thank you so, so much. Thank you guys. And thank you really for what you do to bring people together. Well, we hope to see you soon because Poppy just loved you. (laughs) I can't wait to see you again soon. It had nothing to do with the treats in your pocket. She really (laughs) did love you. Thanks, Kathleen. Subscribe and like us. Leave us a review, please. We'll keep making more. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.